Well, welcome uh, to Sunday morning service. Um, for those that are tuning in uh, the podcast and don't know, we, we've started a new work um, in Rome, Georgia. And as of right now, we're, we're hosting it out of a, a building on the piece of property that the Lord has set us on. Um, and eventually we'll be moving it into uh, a building in downtown Rome. Um, very slowly uh, allowing others to come uh, and, and be a part of what that we're doing. And so uh, no matter where you're listening from, no matter uh, uh, what religion that you're in, no matter uh, where you're at in your walk with Jesus, we're just thankful that you're here. Uh, we're thankful that you come to be a part today and just listen to what uh, the Spirit of God would have to say <clears throat> And I'm going to be um, talking today out of Acts chapter 16. So if you have a Bible, uh, feel free to turn to Acts chapter 16. Um, Mobile phones, devices, uh, whatever you have, e-readers, it's perfectly fine as long as you're in the Word of God. That's all that matters. The the title of the sermon today is Freedom Doesn't Mean Free. And I just want to read um, a a large section of the scriptures here. It'll be 1625 through 34, um, and I'm going to discuss uh, a little bit of all of that chapter. Um, But please stand with me as we honor the reading of the word. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosened. And the keeper of the prison awakened from sleep and seeing that the prison doors were open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out out with a loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Amen. You can be seated. As I began to study this scripture uh, several weeks back, the Lord began to speak to me about the fact that freedom doesn't mean free. And you say, well, well, Jesus came to set the captives free. He did. He did come to set the captives free, but then we enter into another type of bondage, another type of slavery, a love slave to Jesus Christ, a, a bondage that we are not our own, that we don't get to do what we want to do anymore once we have been set free from Christ, we now have to do what the Bible tells us to do. That we are governed by a set of laws and mandates that is written in this book that govern our entire life. It doesn't govern God, but it governs us. It is rules that we must live by. And one of the most beautiful things throughout this scripture was that Paul and and Silas were completely set free and had the ability to leave, but chose not to. They stayed seated in their cells. Um, And why is this so important? This is important to me. This should be important to you because 
Just because your prison doors have been open and your chains are cut off, it doesn't mean you're to leave. It doesn't mean that you're free. Uh, you're not free or to leave what the Lord has called you to. You're to stay stationed for a season or a time where He set you free from whatever it was He set you free from. Well, brother, are you telling me that I need to stay in the bars? No, that's not what I'm telling you. But that means that you do need to be witnessing to alcoholics. If you was an alcoholic and got free from it by the blood of Jesus Christ and your relationship with Jesus, that there's a mandate on your life and a call to help set others free from the addiction or what used to bind you. Amen? (laughs) We are love slaves to love himself. We must remain where he freed us for a time and bring everyone out of the place that once bound us. We cannot leave them for dead. So we have, <clears throat> we have Paul and Silas, if you're not, if you're not uh, accustomed to this story in Acts chapter 16, what Paul and Silas had entered into a city and they were preaching the gospel. Uh, he actually called a man whose father didn't agree with the way that they lived their life, but the boy wanted to follow Paul. So Paul took him and got him circumcised without the father's permission so that he could then come and follow him. He didn't ask him permission. He, he went up on what the boy wanted, what the man was saying that he needed and that he wanted to follow Paul and walk as Paul walked. So Paul said, come with me. There is something that we must do. And he had him circumcised. Then he goes on, he's continuing to walk around the next town and he's preaching the gospel because in the town before, a man came to him and said, please, we need you to come to our city. We are in in dire need of what you're preaching. So Paul and them, they sail to this city and they get there and there is a woman that is uh, operating under a spirit of divination. And there are men that kind of uh, have been prostituting her, this evil spirit, they've been prostituting it to make money off of it. And so Paul starts preaching the gospel there. People are getting healed, saved, delivered, set free. And this woman starts to follow them around because the demon inside of her can't help but proclaim Jesus Christ and saying they are preaching Jesus Christ. These are servants of God. To the point to where it annoys Paul so much that he turns to her and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And it says, and he came out of her at that hour. He's talking about the demon. The men that had been prostituting this woman then seen this. And they were afraid because now all of their money that they were making off of this woman was gone. So we have to take a moment to stop right there because these men probably did not understand the power of which Paul operated upon. But when he told that woman that she was going to be free and the demon came out of her, she so changed that the people looking at her, the men that were binding her and using her, to make money, realized the change in her life in such a dramatic way that they knew they could no longer use her anymore. Amen. The power of God has the power to change you entirely in a moment so that everyone around you now knows what they used to use you for, they no longer can. So it says that they, they dragged Paul and Silas to the, to the courtyard, to the middle, uh, uh, to the magistrate, to accuse them in front of him and saying, these Jews are coming to cause division and trouble. 
To which point the magistrate believed them. So that tells you that they were of some notoriety, some believability. They were uh, wealthy. They, they had a place in the magistrate's ear for him to listen to what they would say and believe what, he would, what they would say. And so he takes them in and he, he beats them with, with, with whips. They're, they're putting stripes upon them. And they tell, they tell the prison guard, the guy that's going to oversee them, keep them bound. So there had to have been more to understand in why he said that and how he said that. Because it says that he took it very seriously and knew to put them in the center of the jailhouse. So there were jails on the outside, but there was a jailhouse in the center. He knew these people could not get free no matter what. And so Paul and Silas do what Paul and Silas do and what we should do when we find ourselves accused of something that we didn't do, lied about, lied to, and in chains and bondage by the lies that was spoken over us, that we must, as it says, they begin to praying and singing hymns to God. And because they were praying and singing hymns to God, all the other prisoners from all other walks of life were listening to them. When you begin to proclaim the goodness of God in song and prayer, everyone else around you that is bound will begin to listen to what you're saying. And because they listen, this earthquake came and all of their chains were broken everybody's not just Paul and Silas's but all the other prisoners as well and the prison doors all of them were open and it says when this happened the jailer woke up he seen the prison doors were open and he immediately drew his sword to kill himself so that tells me a, a couple of things but one of the main ones is is that he knew a sword of his own death would be less painful than the torture they were going to bring to him because these prisoners got free. It was, it was put upon him to maintain this station. And the fact that they got free meant that he knew they were going to torture him. And he probably most likely had been a part of these tortures himself and knew what it entailed and it scared him enough that he was willing to slay his, himself. Paul with the heart, because see, most of you all when your chains are cut free, you run from the area that you were once bound and you never return. But you leave everyone else there to die, including the one that used to bind you. The one that was in charge of holding you captive because of the lies that were spoken against you. You want to forget them. But Paul was better. He cried out and he said, do not do that for we are all still here. The man then calls for a light, so someone else brings him a light. And then they both are there. But this man is so radically changed by the fact that, number one, all the prison doors are open, all the chains are off of the people, and they didn't leave, that he now no longer cares that his peer is there, and he no longer cares about his opinion. He calls for a light, immediately comes in, bows down before Paul and Silas, and says, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. You and your household. He's saying if you will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, not only you will be saved, but your entire house will be saved. He's not saying by your confession, 
your whole house will be saved in this moment. He's saying because of your confession, it will then spread throughout your household. And they will know too. They will come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. They will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and shall be saved. Then they begin to preach the gospel to him. They begin to share the good news to tell him deeper things about this Jesus Christ for which he is now believing upon. Now that you believe, it's time for me to tell you what's next. It's time for me to take you deeper into the scriptures so you can understand relationship with Jesus. That it's not some religion, it's not some place that you come to from time to time, it's not a position that you lay at beside your bed every once in a while when you're in need of things, but this is a relationship that must be fed or it will surely die. And so he tells him all of this, and it says, In that same hour they took him and washed their stripes, and immediately he and his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into the house, he set food before them, and he, re- and they, he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. The, the scripture goes on to talk uh, about how the magistrate found out about these things because um, it, it goes on for Paul to actually speak That we are not Jews, but we are Romans. So the magistrate, believing they were Jews because of what the gentleman that had the woman under divination had come and spoke to them, the magistrate believed his friends that these were Jews that sat before him, but in fact they were Romans. But Paul never once said, sir, you need to listen to who is talking to you because we are not Jews, we are Romans. But instead, he allowed himself to be taken into captivity, beaten and whipped for the grace and mercy of the jailer that would bind them. Paul knew there was a bigger plan at play than just himself getting free. There was no moment in his life there for him to be selfish and worry about himself, but to see through the trial and the temptation to go the other way, to reveal himself, to defend himself, but just to allow what would come to come and see what God was going to make of it. But now... These are Romans tells the magistrate. The magistrate in fear says, let them go free. They were already free. See, freedom doesn't mean free. Because in their mind, they had not let him go yet, therefore they, he was not free. Paul, knowing that he is free, but a bond servant of Jesus Christ and in the chains of love that he must drag around every day for every person that's in front of him, then says, we will not go. They brought us before the public. They ridiculed us. They beat us. They imprisoned us. Now that we're Romans, they will not let us free without anyone knowing that they were wrong. Tell them to come and let us free themselves. Paul understood something. The magistrate had withstood with. with put his hand out to touch him, had beaten him, had ridiculed him, had called him something that he wasn't, and now he wanted to sweep it under the rug so no one would know because to imprison a Roman is a problem for him. But Paul understood what once has touched you, you now have authority over, 
to see others freed from it into slavery of he that who is. So Paul knew if they came and had to let him go, this would then transcend and allow his message to go further than ever before. And the people under the magistrate's rule would now begin to believe what Paul was saying instead of what the the magistrate was saying and his accusers were saying. I'm closing. So I don't know, I don't know where you're at uh, in your life today, anyone listening, anyone here in the room. Uh, but if there's some things that's been binding you and it's time for you to get set free from them, if it's time for you to give your life to Jesus, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ so that it can then transcend through your entire household, today's the day. If that's you right now, I just want you to stand up in your living room, in this room, wherever that might be. If you need to give your life to Jesus, stand up. In the Bible, in Romans, it says that if we believe and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that he died on the cross and the Father raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. I'm not going to lead you in some type of prayer, uh, anyone listening or anyone in the room. Right now, you make that scripture real for you. If you believe, you begin to confess it with your mouth. It doesn't have to be loud enough the whole entire city can hear you. It just has to be loud enough that you can hear yourself say it. So you would just simply say, I believe that you died upon the cross. And I believe that you were raised from the dead for me. And I believe that you now sit at the right hand of the Father. And from this day forward, my life is yours. Now remember what your word said, Father. That if I believed upon you, Lord Jesus Christ, that it would transcend through my entire house and they would step out of religion and into relationship. I'm calling upon that word, for it is written. In Jesus' name, amen. Now there's this other guy. His name is the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that Jesus said, truly I tell you that I must go so that he may come. And when he comes upon you, you will be endowed with power. If you need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit today, uh, I just want you to take a step forward. If you need that helper, if you need that great helper that Jesus was talking about because you've been walking through life in what you thought was relationship with Jesus, but you found out that it's not, and you simply need the power of God to flow through you so that you can resist temptation, so that you can make it to the next service, so that you can make it through the next minute, the next hour, the Holy Spirit is the one that can help you do that. If that's you... Just step forward. If that's you and you're in your home, uh, just, just begin to step forward where you are.